Are you tired of spinning your wheels with ineffective marketing strategies? Do you dream of finding a way to grow your business while also giving back to your community? Well, have you thought about charitable auctions? Maybe you've tried them in the past and you feel stuck because you're tired of donating to auctions that haven't gone that well. Either the winners never bothered to redeem their gift certificates or the ones who did were so price sensitive that you wished you'd never heard from them in the first place. Or maybe you've wanted to try auction marketing, but you don't know where to start and the thought of a bunch of trial and error makes you want to lay down and take a nap. Well, we've just launched our brand new course, Rework Your Marketing with Charitable Auctions. In this course, you'll gain access to a comprehensive course that has been meticulously crafted over 18 years of our own trial and error in our portrait studio in the trenches of charitable auctions. In this course, we dive deep into the world of charitable auction marketing and uncovering the secrets to our success with this. From setting clear goals to identifying the best charities for your business, we'll show you how to navigate this powerful marketing strategy with confidence. But that's not all. You're also going to receive a treasure trove of exclusive resources, including customizable templates, vendor recommendations, and tracking spreadsheets. Picture this. You donate a portrait session to a local charity auction. Not only does your donation attract the attention of your ideal clients, but it also helps support a cause that you're passionate about. And with the tools and insights provided by this course, you'll be able to turn those auction winners into lifelong clients. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, now is the time to rework your marketing strategy with charitable auctions. Visit our website today, dotherework.com forward slash auctions, and take the first step toward transforming your business and making a difference in your community. Welcome to The Rework with Allison Tyler-Jones, a podcast dedicated to inspiring portrait photographers to uniquely brand, profitably price, and confidently sell their best work. Allison has been doing just that for the last 15 years, and she's proven that it's possible to create unforgettable art and run a portrait business that supports your family and your dreams. All it takes is a little rework. Episodes will include interviews with experts from in and outside of the photo industry, mini workshops, and behind-the-scenes secrets that Allison uses in her portrait studio every single day. She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework. Hi, friends, and welcome back to The Rework. You know, sometimes it's difficult to overcome our fear of expressing our opinions with our clients, advising them, basically just becoming an expert. How do you do that? Well, today's guest, Irina Sosnowska, is from our MindShift membership group, and she is Ukrainian by birth. She has made some huge moves and taken some big risks in her life. And she shares how she opened her Manhattan portrait studio in the middle of a pandemic and how she has learned to embrace her inner expert. I know you're going to find some great tips on this today. I know you're going to be inspired by her story and I can't wait for you to hear it. Let's do it. 
All right. Well, I would love to welcome Irina Sosnowska from Manhattan, New York. Thank you so much for being here today, Irina. Hi, Allison. I'm so happy to have you here. Such a pleasure. (laughs) Yes, I know. I love it. Well, I feel like we're old friends, even though we've never actually met in person, but you've been a student in the Art of Selling Art course, and then you're in our MindShift membership, and you're just an integral part of our community. And the reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast was because you've done some really scary things with your business during hard times. And so I'd love for you to just introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us who you are, where you are, and what it is that you're doing. My name is Irina Sosnowska. You did a fabulous job pronouncing it correctly. Oh, thank you. So yeah, I'm in Manhattan in New York. I'm a portrait photographer. I opened my studio, the physical studio, about two years ago. So in the middle of pandemic. I am uh, mostly family and kind of half and half family and women's beauty and a little bit headshots. Okay. And I'm from Ukraine, moved here 11 years ago. And yeah, <laughs> that's in short. I love that. So <laughs> the thing that I think is interesting about your journey is that you have been a, a journalist, a mm-hmm. photojournalist. Yes. You've lived in a lot of different countries. English is your second language. You've gone through the pandemic as everybody in the world has, but you're now also dealing with this strife in your homeland, which is a stressor as well. And so through all of these very difficult things, you're still thriving and building an amazing business in Midtown Manhattan. Yeah, all sounds so amazing. (laughs) But of course, it looks much prettier on the outside than in the inside. There's a whole lot of stress and and hard and sweat. I was just thinking that I'm so overworked now before my vacation that I hope I'll I'll be able to enjoy my vacation (laughs) because I'm just overworked. So tell me more about that. What do you... Yeah. So you mentioned the journalism. I, I was a journalist in Ukraine probably like 14, 15 years ago. I'm a sociologist by education and I started working a while at, at university as a journalist with my husband. And then we decided to change paths. We're very adventurous people. So I guess that's helpful in business. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> so, so at some point, we decided to move from Ukraine to Prague, Czech Republic. We lived there for a little bit. And then just that. And then we moved to New York City 11 years ago. And I, we were just two of us. And then I thought I would be a fashion photographer. So I kind of wrapped my journalism. And then my daughter was born. So I switched to families and portraits. And um, I mean... What else did you mention? I mean, of course, there's stress with Ukraine, but I cope by reading less news every day, every single minute, watching less and just trying to help those people that I know, because there are a lot of people I know who know people who need help. So, you know, when something horrible happens, you just take it as it is. You can't be stressed and crying all day long. Absolutely. Well, and I think that's such good advice because the news media, (laughs) they make money by just scaring everybody to death. And that, you know, we kind of have to take a break from that occasionally. So it's good to know that, that you're doing that. Okay. And I'm grateful. Ukrainians are grateful for the news, to be honest. And sometimes I feel bad that I don't follow that much because when it becomes so used, everybody's used to it. There's less of change happening. So sure. I hope no news will keep showing and the world will be keep terrified and do something, but right. Exactly. Well, yeah, we need to be informed, but 
Yeah. yeah. As but far you, as can't, you can't follow everything yeah. uh, all day long. I love that. So you opened your studio how long ago? Your current studio? So the brick and mortar was opened in 2021. Uh, I moved here in 2020. Okay. That's what I thought. I thought it was yeah, during October. the pandemic. Yeah. So you've done that. This is what we're asking all of our students that are doing these little short podcasts. You've made all these changes. You've gone into a new studio space in the last couple of years. If you had a genie that appeared before you and said they could grant you one wish for your business, what would that be? <laughs> yeah. Well, if I cave, I mean, I would ask for a billion dollars if I totally honest. And if I cave, <laughs> if that's even an yeah. option. I would I, ask for $8 million and a not. fast metabolism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so I would ask for just a big sum of money because I'm stressed about money. Okay, so that put aside, that's probably not going to work. You're not going to accept that answer. (laughs) I would probably just be known in my area. I'd like that. Being known among women, educated, middle-class, upper-middle-class women with preferably married and with kids. I just wish they knew I existed and what I did because if they knew... They would 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 walk here. Just be here. They would line up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and obviously some of those women are finding you because you have a thriving business. And I think what you said earlier is absolutely true. Everything always looks better on the outside than on the inside that for every successful business, there's a business owner laying awake at three in the morning going, okay, things are okay right this minute, but how am I going to pay the rent next month? You know, or whatever, you know, we, we never know what's coming around the bend, you know, to be in businesses to risk for sure. So your number one genie thing would be to become more known. So what are you doing at the current time to become more known to your clients? So I'm trying to, no, I'm actually doing more social media presence, especially on Instagram, because I've learned that it is true. And clients have been finding me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, so I'm becoming much more serious and I'm posting and I'm showing my work. So exactly what I do, which is printed work. So I love that. I've learned a lot being inspired and learned from you here and there a lot. And I also learned how important it is because a lot of the things that you assume, of course, everybody needs to be on social media, but how to be and how exactly and how important it is to be there. So I'm actually thinking of more campaigns because right now I'm mostly campaign based. And then here and there, of course, too. I mean, I'm in all schools auctions. <laughs> they have their galas in New York City. Sure. That helps too. But I do believe in social media, believe it or not. <laughs> right. Like, I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. I feel like that that's really where we're getting our newer more qualified clients is through Instagram people. And it's people that have been following us for a while, you know, that like have been like, they stalk you for a while. Then they might see their friends come to you or whatever. Or I'm sure you've had people call and say, I've been following you for X number of months, years, whatever. And, and then they finally make a call. So I think oh, I wish. not yet. I'll get there. Well, it's coming, <laughs> but it's, I think it's telling that story you know, and we're not, I mean, we need to be way more consistent than we are on Instagram. We're certainly not perfect, but when we do post, it is usually with a purpose of telling like the story behind what it is that we're mm-hmm. doing. So what are you, what steps are you taking today to like rework that problem? So just you're being more consistent. Is there anything specific that you've learned that you're thinking like, I'm really, that you're being very intentional about with your posting? 
Yeah, so I'm very intentional about posting. Also, keeping in mind that who it is that actually looking at those posts and really showing less of just photos of images, but more of the wall art albums being there myself. So that artist, who is the who is that person behind the camera? Mm-hmm. I find that people. I mean, everybody always told me, <laughs> but I didn't listen. But it is important, and I now learned that it's very important for people to know who is that photographer what is she about what her style is what her taste is what her set of beliefs are right Uh, and also just showing so you know I used to before we work I was just showcasing here's what I shot here's my pretty pictures here's my beautiful here's my recent pretty picture oh I like well maybe I didn't go as boring as I love my work I love my clients but of course yeah (laughs) but I went to like, well, here, look at this family, aren't they cute, blah, blah. And now you mentioned that you come up with the idea first and then you look for an image to support that. So mm-hmm. you come up with a message. There's something you want to say right now or today. And you say that and you illustrate that with your photograph or right. a photograph of you installing artwork. Mm-hmm. So what it is that I want to say, what it is that I want to share, what it is that I want to people to get inspired by and be moved, be inspired, satisfy their curiosity, perhaps if they were following me, <laughs> like what it is that right. I, And yeah, so showing my work, but with an intention first and then the work. I'm looking at your Instagram feed right now and I can see what you're doing. We'll link to it. You can see when I started like yesterday. (laughs) Oh, stop. We'll link to it in the show notes, but you can see more behind the scenes showing even down to a quote by like Helena Bonham Carter about art and, you know, you shooting some pictures and then also you with like white gloves on holding a piece of wall art and then the, then having that same picture with the, the dancer that is that she's standing next to it. So I think, all of that, again, you know, I love that start with the idea first and then illustrate it with a, with an image. But I find that when, when you're a creative person, you just think, well, that's not that big a deal. Nobody cares about any of that. But for people that don't think of themselves as creative, they are endlessly fascinated by the behind the scenes of what is oh, going yeah. on. You know, it's just like those, all the shows of like how the donuts are made. Like we love to see the factories or we right. love to see the chocolate being poured or, and, or a painter working in their studio or that behind the scenes, it's really including them in our process and letting them know how we work. And then it's also, it's speaking like what you said to that avatar, that ideal client to say, there's a lot of thought that goes into this. And so we actually only are really appealing to those who want imagery that has a lot of thought that goes into it. Like this is not going to just be a quickie process. This is, there's a lot that goes into it. So I I really see that on your feed. I mean, I think this is great. I love what you're doing here. I think it's really awesome. Yeah. I need to get better and yeah, it's, it's been a process (laughs) and I'm learning. I'm so old school. I'm, I'm actually literally learning Instagram. So that's that there's that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I even, I just, I'm looking at this one post you have of a restaurant that has all these portraits up on a wall that are not your portraits, but you're just saying my, this is my kind of place. Food tastes better when the ambiance is right and that you like the way those are hung. And I think that is really cool too. You live in New York city. You live in like basically the Roman Empire, the current Roman Empire right now is like all the cool stuff, everything cool is happening there. So for you to not only include in your process, but also include like, look at how this retail store hung these images. This is how I would hang a wall gallery or whatever. 
that is something that, that is unique to you that you could really show your clients that this is where I gain inspiration and it's all about your process. And then you're bringing them into that, which I think is really exciting. I think it's such a important thing for photographers. I can say for sure. Yeah. For every creator to think a little bit as a client, because we're so much in our bottle and we don't see the label (laughs) on the outside. And we really don't realize how amazing it is that, what we do we, we, we do it every day and it so becomes so mundane but it is true that when people come in and they see their eyes and they ask me something or ask me what I think or ask me about how is that printed what finishes that what framing is that and they're so fascinated and they ask such simple questions and you realize and they're well-educated people they have you know passion they're on top of their professions, but they're not in this industry and they absolutely illiterate, you know, in photography and in product that it's, we need to embrace that more, I think, and step into that. Yes, we know it and we can show it and we've got to show it and we'll see and watch. Well, and because I look at that and I think, okay, this woman is an artist. She receives inspiration from even restaurants that she's sitting in. I'm watching you work on your Instagram feed. You're bringing me into that process. And also I want to hear more about that. And you're willing to educate your client and be that trusted advisor and bring them along on a journey. And so I think when people then look through that and then maybe see your prices, they might go, oh, okay, now I get why it's more because look at all the things that she's doing. It's your Instagram feed isn't just like, look at all my pretty pictures. It's look at everything that goes into this process and makes it valuable. That's really branding. Yeah, exactly. For sure. So when, because you are one of our founding members of the Art of Selling Arts, one of the very, very first, when you've made change in your business, what is something that you learned when you took the Art of Selling Art? that you felt like led to positive change in your business? Multiple things, <laughs> hard okay. to pick one. <laughs> but if I had to start like something that comes to my mind immediately and I'm like, this is the biggest, is embracing that expert in me, not just being a photographer, creating pretty pictures and letting people decide or look at them independently or... It's like here, here, what do you want to do? So that's more or less what I was doing. I so, create some pretty pictures and I show them and I ask them, what do you want to do with them? And they, well, I don't know. And maybe this, maybe that. And I didn't really um, understand how important it is when people hire someone who they care about. So if they hire a photographer for not a shooting burner, for some decent amount of money, it, that must mean that they like that person. They they want their work. So if they hire that kind of person, then it they hire an expert. They hire an advisor. They don't realize it. They hire a photographer. But when it comes down to what they're going to order, what they're going to have, sure. they really don't know. So when I'm there with the clients, first of all, guiding them, educating them in, before, So I'm much more specific and straightforward. I always was honest, but I wasn't as straightforward as after your class, after your workshop. So I really realized the importance of that very like 200% straightforwardness. What do you mean by that? Like, so you were always honest, but you weren't as straightforward. So give me an example of that. Well, I would say that this is exactly what we do. 
and this is what it costs even before they ask. So I wouldn't ask and wait for their question and I wouldn't be afraid of that question. I would be proudly saying, this is what we do and this is what it costs. And I never said before, like, well, it's, you know, if you get this and that and you can spend five north of $5,000 or this piece is $15,000. So I really embrace that. And I used to just tell them what they ask. And now I'm more, I'd rather have the conversation earlier. You're bringing it up before they ask. Yeah, I'm bringing it up. And I, on the, during the consultation before the shoot, I'm more specific about asking them, well, we're not going to shoot, just kind of shoot everything, what it is that you would like to do. And here's how we can do it. And I recommend, and I, again, quote them. And I've noticed that the earlier I quote them higher, I set the expectations higher, the better the sales are. So Mm -hmm. they have that time to get used to the higher numbers. Absolutely. I put so much care and love, and I really, really care about how to portray them so that their personality, all their personalities are captured and not just, I tell them it's not just, if I document how you look, it's not, my job is not done, right? You know, I want to capture how you really are, your personality and different sides of your personalities and your relationships. And it's very unique to you. And it's what it is that's truly special to you. So when people stop thinking of it just as pretty pictures and they realize that, oh, this is so much more. This is really about our family and not just a pretty picture. This is mm-hmm. really about, you know, my daughter or my son and how they are, how I see them and how I much I love them and what it is that I love about them. And they start thinking. And then I ask them kind of make that visualize what it is, a wall art piece or a collection of wall art. Uh, we showcase in multiple. I give them suggestions at that point or an album and I give them the quote and they get used to <laughs> They have time to get used to it before the shoot and then before the sales appointment. If you're looking for a way to attract better clients, I have a free masterclass coming up very, very soon. And it's called Four Mind Shifts to Attract Better Clients. It's the behind the scenes secrets that we use to create a profitable portrait business built around your unique style and your very best clients without working around the clock or having to market like an insane person. We have three different dates for you to pick from, and I would love to see you there. In this class, you're going to learn about the major mind shift that all successful portrait photographers must make in order to drill down on what you do best, how to innovate by ignoring the competition and focusing on what you do best, how to simplify to sell more, a clear way to talk about your work that will educate your clients instead of selling them, and the most simple and effective marketing strategy that costs no money and will have your clients buzzing about you to their friends. This masterclass is absolutely free, and I would love to see you there. Just go to dotherework.com forward slash masterclass and sign up for the time and date that works best for you. That's dotherework.com forward slash masterclass. Don't miss it. I think we all have experience with that in different service providers that we have, right? When you don't know what something costs or you just don't know. So the first thing that you ask when you go like, oh, if I'm going to get somebody to landscape my yard or I'm going to get somebody to decorate my house or whatever, you don't really have any idea what it is or how it works or anything. And so when somebody comes in and you think, oh, well, I know so-and-so spent this much, or you might ask a few friends or whatever, but until you sit down with somebody 
and they sit down and explain and take you through an entire process. That is such a great feeling because you're like, oh, I'm in such great hands. And you also are told ahead of time, maybe it's way too much. And you realize, oh, this is not worth it for me to spend $1 million on landscaping my yard. But this guy or this woman spent the time to tell me how it worked and what it is. So then you can make that decision rather than they showed up with their trucks and started landscaping and then sent you the bill. And you're like, whoa, hold on a minute. I can't afford this. You know, So you're basically getting out ahead of that, being more straightforward mm-hmm. and guiding them through the process. I think that is awesome. Really, really yeah, good. and at the sales meeting, of course, when they come to see the photographs, they uh, they always ask what what I think, which images work well, and I think, and I honestly tell them, um, but also owning it more, I explain more like why it is better, why this is worse, why I wouldn't get that. <laughs> I yeah. can tell them, I don't like this. Now I don't know. look at this photograph, not a good one. Nope, <laughs> you're yeah. not getting that one. And I think it's for every industry, wherever I go personally, I appreciate rather being not overly sweet and nice and like, oh, everything is great on you. Everything looks good on you. This fits you right. well. I'm so sick and tired of that. I would rather have a person tell me honestly what it is, what they charge proudly, owning it. And that instills more trust in me because I know that they will be honest. And I know that they are not desperate. And right. If they, if they, they straightforwardly tell me, this is what we do and we love it. It comes through. And they say, this is what we charge without being like, oh, it's we charge a lot or it's expensive. It's really not up to anyone to decide what's expensive or not. Right. Right. So it's just That's such a subjective price. term. This is the price. Yeah. And they say it so just normally and honestly and very kind of clearly that it makes me trust them and I want to do business with them because I feel like they're so confident yeah. <laughs> that probably other people, they're so in demand. It's just yeah. a constant thing. So I want to be that. And yeah. that's what I learned a lot from you. So kind of really stepping into that and not being, ah, oh, or like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Everything's fabulous. Right. I, I do. I agree with that. And I think that's such a good point because how many times have we been to like a clothing boutique or a shoes or, you know, something like that? I think particularly like women, you kind of get that overly solicitous salesperson that is like, it's not the slimy, like used car salesman guy. It's the, oh, you're so beautiful. And of course your feet, those, even though you wear a size 12, those clown shoes are amazing on you, you know, or whatever. And you're like, okay, you would say everything was amazing. I mean, so now I don't feel like I'm in good hands. I don't feel like you're really telling me where somebody that will speak truth to you and say, okay, I'm just telling you the horizontal stripes on those pants, that is not going to be a good look for you. <laughs> you know, Even though I would love you to buy these $250 pair of pants, let's just set those aside and go for the black ones. You love that somebody will tell you I the truth. It. I would go to that person and probably spend more. <laughs> no, you will. Yes. Yeah, because they're not trying to, they really are trying to help you solve a problem. And I think that's a good, a really, really good example for us. So you've already given us so much great advice. So do you have any advice for other photographers who might be struggling in their businesses with either stepping into the being the expert? Like what advice can you give? Hmm. Well, that's very general because at a different stage in business, you need a different advice. So, you know, you don't want to hurt true? anyone <laughs> with the wrong advice. This is true. If you're a very starting photographer, then 
figure out by trying and making mistakes and just really doing and figuring figure out what you want to shoot, what you want to, what really speaks to you. So you connect with that and then that accelerates that. Build sure. up, really make it whatever it is, really focus on that. If you're more or less, you call me established business. I don't think I'm established yet. I'm really just building, still in a very building stage. But I think everybody's problem is the fear. Fear is such a stopping factor. If we can just shut it for just a minute <laughs> and just like put it aside, don't look there. And sometimes I tell myself, well, what if I weren't afraid? Like mm. if I go to the moon and look at earth from far, far away, when you're kind of far from the everyday grind and everyday worry and everyday stress, like, oh, this traffic, this, that. And you just kind of move yourself out, pull yourself out, and you just look at it. what's important, what it is that I want to do, what it is that I would love to do, even if I didn't have to, I had all the money and all of that. What it is that I would actually do marketing-wise if I wasn't, I'm not there, so I'm not stressed every day, every minute, kind of pull yourself out. And setting all of that aside, kind of seeing clearly and just do it. But that's hard. Just doing it is really hard. That's the hardest part. <laughs> just do it, it is. And I think that what but it's, it's just do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you've outlined is being <laughs> the expert and it, all of this is overcoming fear really is what it comes down to. And you're really such an example of that. Like when I think of how many, you know, Americans would leave the U.S., go to a completely different country where they don't speak the language as their first language and then do a business, you know, you're so to be commended. I mean, I think the accent is like totally part of your brand. You know, I've told you a million times that I love your accent and you're also like drop dead beautiful. And so that doesn't hurt. But with you overcoming fear, you have so many more layers than other people do, really. I mean there's more things that you've had to overcome and that you're able to do that. The thing that I really admire about you, Irina, is, you know, the comments that you make on the Facebook group and is that you have a very clear, even though you're scared and we all are, you have a very clear idea of how you want this business to be. So you love the meaning, you love the personality, all that, but you also have the clear idea of the type of client that you want and how you want to talk to her. And I think that as much as anything else, like your work is beautiful. You're a beautiful person. You're kind. You have everything that you need. You're in a great, obviously amazing location, but that more than anything is just that, you know, who it is that you're going after. And then you know how to speak to her. And that is, it's been really amazing. and so rewarding to watch you even step into that. You've all, you had it before you ever met me, but you even to step into it more was just really amazing comes from a strong desire i think from a desire based on belief you believe in something and you really want to do it for that reason and then that desire becomes such a strong power it's really a very strong force because i'm not a religious person but somehow it turns out that there is something out there universe or whatever when you want something so badly like I wanted my studio I just wanted so badly I knew why I wanted because I want people come in I want I don't want to drag all of this stuff everybody's home I want them come in see it be inspired love their family love them 
but really I wanted to show it. So for that reason, and I knew I could create it, I want big art, but I want people to see it. For that reason, I needed the studio. Mm-hmm. So I had a clear reason and for that, you know, and very strong desire to do that. And then I was just like, well, whether it will work or not, you do this, you do that. And you figure things out. I guess that's the advice. Uh, when you strongly want something for some reason, you really like figure out that strong reason and that desire because and, and just do it. Well, when you want it, you see you're automatically putting on your lens to look for the ways that it could happen, right? And so then you start to see, oh, there's a little place down there in Midtown. Oh, there's this, there's this that could happen. There's that that could happen. And so you start to see all the opportunities in the way. Whereas when you have the opposite lens, which is the, this will never work for me, or this won't work, or I'm too scared, or the economy is going to tank, or we're headed for a recession, or pick the scary thing that's happening at the moment, right? then your lens is selecting for that. Then you're looking, then you see all the reasons why it won't work. So you're right either way. It won't work if you don't want it. Yeah. It will work if you do. And that doesn't mean that it happens, that it's easy. That's magical because you, you know, you're sitting here with your head in your hand, like I'm so tired, you know, it's a lot of work. But when you're connected with what you're saying, but when you're, when you decide, you know, and it's like a, a, one of my favorite quotes and I don't have the whole thing right here, but it's like, They say, oh, it's not the how to, it's the want to, because we can find, you know, just let's just say photography, for instance, like learning lighting or whatever. The how to is out there. There's a million YouTube videos. There's a million courses you can take. So it's the how to, do you want to practice? Do you want to get people in and figure out how to light somebody? And do you want to like take a bunch of crappy pictures for a while before you get some good ones? Not everybody wants to do that. They want to complain about why it won't work or they don't have the right lighting or they don't have enough money to buy the right equipment or whatever. The ones that want to are like using their garage lights or using a window or they're figuring out you know, how to do it. And it's the same with business or anything else. And so I love your story so much. I think you're so relevant to our time right now because it is uncertain and it's a lot of people are very scared and nervous about what's going on. But the arenas of the world will always triumph because you will, you always will. And that doesn't mean you're going to be making a billion dollars in portrait photography tomorrow. It just means that you're always going to find a way because you want to, you see the value and you will just, you're, you will select for that. Yeah. I want to find a way. So I'll, I will find a way. And it's true that what you're thinking it, you know, I kind of set aside negative thinking. So that's not part of my today's even worry I stopped I guess a while ago I don't remember that <laughs> I don't I don't think negatively or when I think negatively I'm like okay we're not doing that yeah so you can always rephrase it in a positive way so just where whether you like negative or not just don't do it <laughs> yeah. it's just really really working against you anyone if like what how can I versus I can't that's brilliant absolutely where can I, when I, how can I, there's never, I can't, there's, I don't want, or I don't think it's worth putting the effort, but there is not, I can't, you can't yeah. anything if you yep. want. Right. That's what mom told me and it proved to be right. Mom <laughs> was always right. Time. Yeah. But if you really want something, you can, and you will get it, but you've got to ask yourself, do you really want it? Right. 
everything comes at a price, time and effort, of course. Yeah, of course. Well, and also I think it's more accurate when you're saying, well, that won't work for me or I can't. Instead of saying I can't, it's, I feel like it's more powering to say, you know what? I just choose not to do that. I don't want to, I really, what it comes down to is I really realize I actually don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, and so that's more honest, you know, I really just don't want to do that. So if you find that you're coming up against it again and again, and it's, you keep coming negative, maybe that's not the thing for you. So then find the thing that does really resonate that you really want to go for. And you're just such a great example of that. Well, any, I appreciate so much you being here and sharing your wisdom with us. Is there anything else that you'd like our listeners to know before we go? No, <laughs> either too much and you will spend with me two more hours. I don't know. Just no, I am good. <laughs> Grateful for you. You know, that's funny. I feel this is where my success is that Alison Tyler Jones now interviewing me on Pat podcast. <laughs> Someone who I was admiring five, six years ago. I was like, oh, who's that Alison? And I'm on her podcast podcast now. That's I love it. Well, I think you and I think very similarly, you'll post something and I'll, I'll, you know, how many times have I just like done the little pointing emoji? Like what is what (laughs) Irina said, you know? So I I do feel that. And I hope that someday we can meet in person because I would love that. Because you love New York. So you come here. I do. I know I might be there very soon. (laughs) Such a pleasure. All right. Thank you so much, Irina. Thanks, Alison. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have I told you lately how much I appreciate you being here? I know that you have so many demands on your time and so many demands on your attention. You could be watching Netflix. You could be listening to a true crime podcast, but you spent time here at The Rework learning to make your portrait business better. And that really means a lot to me. If there's somebody that you feel like could benefit from this episode, that you could help them and help us spread the word in helping other portrait photographers build better businesses, please go to where you're listening to this episode and hit that share button and share it with them. And if you have time and can give us a review, you don't even understand how much that means to a little tiny podcast like ours to see those reviews and see how we're helping. And if you have another minute and can send me a DM and let us know what you would like to hear in the future, what you really enjoyed hearing about, maybe things that weren't that great, how we can do better. We always want to do better and we always want to support the portrait photography industry and helping you build the best businesses ever. Thanks again so much for being here. You can find more great resources from Allison at do the rework.com and on Instagram at do dot the dot rework.